Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, Web3, not as good as it needs to be. Could an ETF tank crypto prices? And Vitalik Buterin takes some shots. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, October 11th, 2021. I got an email from a listener, and he had some words about Robinhood, in my opinion about Robinhood. And I wanted to read them to you, not because I am very much not in, in agreement. I'm very much in agreement. But I also want to add some nuance to this. First of all, if you ever want to reach me, you can email me, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. If you don't want me to read your letter or email on air, just say, don't read it on air. I'll reply to you via email. But remember, (laughs) I hate sending emails. So I'll read what you write, but it will take me a long time to send it back, but I will always reply. It might be one or two sentences, but I'll always reply. At least, I hope I always reply. If I haven't replied to your email, send me an email and say, I didn't reply to you because I I apologize. Anyway, here's what he says. Hey, Matthew, love your podcast. I listen to it almost every day. I wanted to give you another perspective about Robinhood. I'm new to the crypto space. I got interested about a year ago, and I read some books explaining about Bitcoin and what it means. Most of it was pretty much over my head. But after reading several white papers and a lot of exposure, thanks to you, Cryptos Are Us, Coin Bureau, and others, I'm learning more and more about the space. I signed up with Robinhood to buy trade stocks, but gradually got into crypto as well. I've heard you and other OG crypto experts emphatically criticize them because they don't really trade crypto. I hear you, but I don't agree that you must own your own crypto with your own keys to be comfortable. The account I have with Robinhood is directly linked to the value of my Bitcoin and Ethereum, so for me, it's actually better. The only way that this could be a disaster is if Robinhood goes out of business. On the other hand, I have heard enough horror stories about people who have physically misplaced their wallet and forgotten their keys or someone died or without passing their keys on and so on and so on. I don't know about you, but I forget passwords all the time and I have to reset them. But I'm thankful that one... I have the way to reset them, and two, my life savings doesn't hang in the balance. Also, I love the ease of using Robinhood and the simple no-fee structure. Does this person work for Robinhood? (laughs) I have accounts on Coinbase and Binance, but they are harder to navigate and cost more for me. So, I only use them if I have to. I did sign up for Robinhood's wallet when they figure it out, but I'm guessing that it wouldn't pass your test of not your keys, not your crypto. Thanks, and keep up the great work, Dave. Dave, I love this email because I am... I'm with you. I agree with you. Look, holding your keys is not for everybody. To have that level of responsibility to be your own bank is is a fallacy that everybody's going to be able to do this. And so I believe that companies and apps and products and other systems or ways or innovations are going to come out to allow people ease of use, to feel comfortable with buying some Bitcoin, yet not having all of that risk. I 100% agree with you. Just imagine older people that aren't really good with tech, but maybe want to buy a little Bitcoin or younger people that might move a lot and don't own a home. I mean, just moving your apartment every one or two or three or five years, that means you have to take all of your stuff and move it to another place. And how many times have you moved that you just lost something? (laughs) You're just like, where did that thing go? And it's really hard if you're a younger person, you just move a lot. So I agree with you. 
Robinhood and some of these other services to buy and get exposure to Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies is a beautiful solution. With that said, what I'm advocating for and what I'm driving at is that if they don't give you the option to move your Bitcoin or control your private keys, then they are taking away the major thing about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. You tell me what it's for then. If it's not sovereign money, if it's not decentralized, if you can't control it and other people do, if you read the white paper of Bitcoin, if you understand the ecosystem, you tell me how can you take out the ethos, the essence of a product, and yet it still be that same product? That's my question. My question or my statement isn't that this service isn't valid and very useful. My question is, if everybody is using this service and making a diluted version of Bitcoin and the ethos and the essence of Bitcoin is not upheld, then what's the point of it? That's my question. And so every company, custodial service, should give you at least the option to move it out, even though they'll give you a better option or even an easier option to gain exposure. That's all I'm saying. Now, to those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 10.53 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at $57,580. Yeah, you heard that right. Up 4.3% in 24. 20% in 7. Ethereum, $3,593, up a percent in 24. Cardano's down 1.8% at 221. Binance Coin's down a half a percent at 417. And Tether's in the number five spot. Rounding off the top 10, we have XRP, Solana, Polkadot, USDC, and Dogecoin. Total market cap, we're at $2.34 trillion. A BTC dominance of 45.9% and an F dominance of 18.0. And now it's time for Coin of the Day. Our coin of the day today is number 734 on coin market cap. It's Exceed Me. The ticker is XED. Its price is 39.4 cents, up 10.8% in 24. Its market cap is 25.3 million. Its fully diluted market cap is 39.4, and that means there's 64% in circulation. Where can you buy this Exceed Me? Uniswap, of course, Gate.io, PancakeSwap, and other swaps. So, what does Exceed Me do? And it's pretty straightforward and simple. ExceedMe is a blockchain-powered tournament platform that allows gamers of all skill levels to monetize their skills. The platform's vision is to build a fair and trusted play-to-earn platform where gamers can play their favorite games, challenge opponents, and profit from betting on their own victory. Gamers can earn money from their bets in XED for engagement and exclusive NFT prizes for winning tournaments and events. I don't see anything wrong with this. I mean, you earn crypto and NFTs by playing video games. Seems pretty straightforward to me. Anyway, that's Exceed Me XED. Current rank number 734 on Coin Market Cap. Now, moving into today's headlines NFT slash 3D artist People Pleaser told Decrypt that Web3 technology is not really what you think it is. So really quick, Web3 is what people believe is the next evolution of the internet. And we are on Web2 right now. Web3 is decentralized. You might have your own private keys or your own uh, identity, internet digital identity to log into things. So it's a decentralized system. But she's very critical of what we have at the moment. She says, in quote, Web3.0 is being held together by duct tape right now. Things are breaking all the time. This goes back to why community is so important. It's just a group of people witnessing and agreeing upon certain concepts. 
nothing feels immersive, things run really slow, and MetaMask is not a great product. The NFT made this initial explosion with art, and I shouldn't say this because I'm a visual artist, but for me, NFTs could be so much more than that. Basically, what she's saying in a nutshell is that things don't work right. The products aren't mature enough, things are being held together with duct tape, and basically it's just an inner group of people that are deciding what's being made and moving it forward. So is this version of Web3 really what Web3 should be? I'm going to have to probably say not. Remember, messaging apps back 20 years ago are not the messaging apps they are today. The social media of 20 years ago is not the social media of today. The internet of 20 years ago is not the internet of today, and nor the use cases. The point of evolution is that it's always evolving, and so will Web3. This is one of the most interesting critiques I've seen in a long time. Bear with me. Dan Moorhead, the CEO of Pantera Capital, is confident that the crypto market has now entered a new bull cycle. But he has warned that the potential launch of a Bitcoin exchange-traded fund, or ETF, could put a damper on the whole thing. For evidence, Moorhead pointed to the launch of Bitcoin futures on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, the CME, in December of 2017, basically at the height of the bull run. He said this, The markets, they rallied 2,400% until the very day futures were listed. And then the bear market happened. He compared another event. He said the Bitcoin market was up 822% coming into the day that Coinbase stock became available on NASDAQ and then a 53% correction. He said, end quote, will someone please remind me the day before the Bitcoin ETF officially launches? I might want to take some chips off the table. This is an interesting perspective. Everybody is bullish on a Bitcoin ETF saying that once that happens, the floodgates open up. So to hear somebody say that a Bitcoin ETF could be actually detrimental to the price of Bitcoin, that's surprising. However, he isn't wrong. I remember when they launched Bitcoin futures. I remember when exchanges started trading derivatives in Bitcoin futures. I remember how everybody said that we'll never have another bull because of this. And well, you know what? We went into that bear and we were pretty, pretty confident that we were, everybody was right. Obviously, we're in another bull. However, could that really hinder the market? Are we not looking deep enough into just the telltale signs that a Bitcoin futures ETF will actually just dampen this whole bull, sending us back into a bear? Or making us run sideways until maybe the next halving? We'll have to wait and see, obviously, but it does kind of make sense. Now I'm kind of pulling for Gary Gensler to kick the can down the road one more time. Oh man, I just don't like mentioning this person. I just want to make sure everybody understands. I just don't like mentioning this person, but he's in the news. Senator Ted Cruz last Friday said that Texas has abundant energy resources and represents a great opportunity for Bitcoin. He said, in quote, 50% of the natural gas in this country that is flared is being flared in the Permian right now in West Texas. I think that it's an enormous opportunity for Bitcoin because that's energy that is just being wasted. The Permian Basin is an oil and gas rich region in the southwest part of the United States. Senator Cruz continued to say there's a lot of discussions around Bitcoin views and Bitcoin as a consumer of energy. The perspective I'm suggesting is very much the reverse, which is a way to strengthen our energy infrastructure. This is a trigger warning for any Bitcoin maximalists because Vitalik Buterin is taking shots. El Salvador president said that the government has booked $4 million in Bitcoin profits and is going to start using it for a pet hospital. Now, this is different from Vitalik's news. I'll get to that in a minute. But I just want to put that out there. Like, you're in El Salvador and there's $4 million of profits and you're just going to build a pet hospital. That's the best you're going to do? I, I'm, I'm serious? Like, really? I'm, I'm going to have to say that he's probably getting a lot of pushback from this. But... That's not what we're talking about with Vitalik. 
On Reddit, somebody wrote, unpopular opinion, in quote, El Salvador President Mr. Bekele should not be praised by the crypto community. That's where Vitalik Buterin replied, Nothing unpopular about that opinion. Making it mandatory for businesses to accept a specific cryptocurrency is contrary to the ideas and freedoms that are supposed to be important to the crypto space. He continues to say, This tactic of pushing Bitcoin to millions of people in El Salvador at the same time with almost no attempt at prior education is reckless and risks a large number of innocent people getting hacked or scammed. Shame on everyone. Okay, fine. I'll call it the main people responsible for this. Shame on Bitcoin maximalists who are uncritically praising him. He continued to say, it's like Bukele pushed it because he bought it at a cheaper price and knew a country adopting crypto will alone would make the price go high enough to make him rich. He continued to say, simpler and dumber hypothesis, both political reasons and because he's a human being like the rest of us, he just loves being praised by people he considers powerful, i.e. Americans. Bitcoin maximists are a very easy community to get to praise you. You just have to be in the position of power and do or say nice things about them and their coin. And then the original Reddit poster replied to Vitalik saying, Elon did the same exact thing, now because exploding emotions of the community. This quote is from a Salvadoran business owner. He said, end quote, it crushes my soul to see Bitcoin maximalists around the world cheering this when, if they actually sat down and read the law and regulations, it is completely opposite to everything they preach. I know there's going to be some thoughts on this. So please send me your thoughts. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. And finally, I want you to read a piece by Decrypt writer Tim Hockey entitled, Edward Snowden says CBDCs are crypto-fascist currencies that could casually annihilate savings. Link is in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment, and go to DeemerForCongress.com. That's D-I-E-M-E-R for Congress.com and support the campaign. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.